Hello and welcome to Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Gainesville, Georgia's Liturgy Podcast. This podcast will be a limited series where we walk through each part of our worship service in order to gain a better understanding of why we do what we do, also to give you a taste of the history behind these different parts of the service. But more than anything else, the podcast is meant to be devotional. It's for you as you contemplate this season of Lent or really any other season you might find this podcast in. We pray that it first grows your appreciation of worship, but also that through even just these podcasts, you would be fed by God's word. We'll begin each podcast with an invocation followed by a brief prayer, a reading of scripture, a few devotional thoughts, and then some questions to reflect on as we go. Today we begin just before Ash Wednesday by looking at why we gather together at all for worship. We start in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Gracious Father, we have oftentimes tried to prevail over the community by inserting our own preferences into worship. We have made worship about ourselves and what we want and what we get. We also neglect worship whenever there's conflict or times where we feel resentment towards our brothers and sisters in Christ. And by doing so, Lord, we have missed out on your gifts. Lord, we pray that as we come together, we might do it knowing our own need, ready to bring our hearts before you, to turn towards you in a wholehearted way so that we might receive your grace and mercy. All this we ask in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. A reading from Joel, chapter 2. Blow a trumpet in Zion, sound an alarm on my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming. It is near, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness. Like blackness there is spread upon the mountains, a great and powerful people their like has never been before. Nor will be again after them through the years of all generations. Fire devours before them, and flame behind them burns. The land is like the Garden of Eden before them, but behind them a desolate wilderness, and nothing escapes them. Their appearance is like the appearance of horses, and like war horses they run. As with rumbling of chariots they leap on the tops of mountains, like the crackling of a flame of fire devouring the stubble like a powerful army drawn up for battle. Before them peoples are in anguish, all faces grow pale. Like warriors they charge, like soldiers they scale the wall. They march each on his way. They do not swerve from their paths. They do not jostle one another. Each marches in his path. They burst through the weapons and are not halted. They leap upon the city. They run upon the walls. They climb up into the houses. They enter through the windows like a thief. The earth quakes before them. The heavens tremble. The sun and the moon are darkened, and the stars withdraw their shining. The Lord utters his voice before his army, for his camp is exceedingly great. He who executes his word is powerful, for the day of the Lord is great and very awesome. Who can endure it? Yet, even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning, and rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and he relents over disaster. Who knows whether he will not turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. 
Blow the trumpet in Zion. Consecrate a fast. Call a solemn assembly. Gather the people. Consecrate the congregation. Assemble the elders. Gather the children, even nursing infants. Let the bridegroom leave his chamber and the bride her chamber. Between the vestibule and the altar, let the priest, the ministers of the Lord, weep and say, Spare your people, O Lord, and make not your heritage a reproach, a byword among the nations. Why should they say among the peoples, Where is their God? There are many reasons why we would not gather together for worship. Sometimes church is a place of hurt. Maybe when you think about sitting in the pews, you're reminded of painful moments or experiences where words were said to you that you'll never forget. Or maybe you're frustrated with worship because you are not sure why we do all the things that we do. Or maybe it's more of a concern. Is worship reaching all the people that we need to reach these days and overcoming all the challenges that we need to overcome to succeed as a church? Or are you worried that worship will eventually be watered down and become shallow and fall prey to marketing schemes? Perhaps the best way for all of us to come together is not to come together with our preferences and not to come together out of a place of fear, but to come together with broken hearts, knowing our own sin, trusting that the God will be gracious and merciful just as he's always promised to be. Joel pictures a scene where people are urgently gathering together, not just the men, not just the adults, but even infant and ch- infants and children, even the, the bridegroom is meant to leave his room and the bride her chamber, and you know it's serious if those things are happening. They're doing this because before God, in repentance, is their only refuge. And it's the same way for us. Our world is filled with darkness, and there are always plenty of reasons to not come to worship. But the one great reason we do have is that when we gather together, we find refuge in a fellowship built around God's word. We find refuge in repentance. We find refuge in a God who forgives and remembers his love for his people. As we conclude today, I will throw out a couple questions for you to consider. One, Is it easy for you to gather together with other believers or are there obstacles? What can God do about those obstacles so that you can find refuge and repentance and receive God's grace and mercy regularly in worship? What can you do for those that struggle with the worship service that you know? How can you help them to find comfort and strength in a service that might be strange foreign or difficult to them. We hope that you enjoyed this, the first of our limited series on worship. Pray that the devotional aspect was fruitful to you. And also, if you liked it, please go ahead and subscribe and share with friends. 
Next time, we'll be getting together and discussing the invocation, that very first part of our service where we start in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We'll talk about where that came from and what it means when we do it in worship and what it means for you, the believer, to live under the name of God. We'll see you soon.